Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name is Jamie French, and I'm here with, of course, my co-host, Ryan Quest, and Diva Powers. Hey, what's up? And we have a really special show for you today. Uh, We have our first uh, guest from Skype. We, We got our Skype system hooked up and now we can take <laughs> all 21st century and stuff. Right, exactly. We're we're in the future now. And uh <laughs> we have our first Skype guest, uh Cornmo, ladies Yay! and gentlemen. Absolutely. Huge hero of mine. Uh, I I I couldn't be more pleased that he's our our first guest in this fashion like Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for letting me be the first Skype guest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, dude! We go way back. Um, I think 2004. I first saw you at uh, uh, They Might Be Giants concert. You opened for They Might Be Giants in 2004 when they were doing their yeah. like, kind, of, kind of state songs thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to get all of our listeners in the know. The Cornmo is an amazing musician, amazing songwriter, and he's been around for ages. He actually hails from Denton, if I'm not incorrect right nice that is correct yeah my my drummer orion quest he's from denton i've been to denton <laughs> weird <laughs> uh but now for quite a few years you uh you're in new york now yes uh, so yeah, i moved here in 2001 2001 so that yeah that far back i don't know how would you describe your if you you know to our listeners how would you describe what it is that you do? I don't know. <laughs> you I just <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Over the years, um, just from reading like reviews and stuff, I know how you've been described. Um, you've been described as uh, ev- everything from just like straight ahead hard rock to novelty band type stuff. Uh, you've been compared to meatloaf, meat, yeah, meatloaf. And, uh, you have a history with folks like tiny Tim. You can't really pinpoint who and what you are because it's not a, it's not a category type of thing that you do. That's cool. I like that. (laughs) I'm like a junk drawer of music. (laughs) That's a fucking excellent way of describing it. I don't. I don't want to hear you do yourself a disservice by describing you that way because what you do is you bring quality to the table, and that's not always recognized. Well, I, I get the in, analogy wholehearted because one man's junk is another man's treasure. Oh, I absolutely. And if you've heard any of his tracks, uh, my personal favorite is "Lollipop Time Again." <laughs> I can't. I can't. Ah, thanks. Um, but yeah, he, uh, that was that was a great analogy, and yeah. You're you're definitely a, a keeper for me when it comes to 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 all the types of music that I like because I, I I dig that type of stuff and and you're you're one of you're 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 one of my favorites most definitely I'm I'm really once again glad to, to see that you made it I can't say it enough I mean uh, uh, Ryan and I go back almost twenty years and so anything I've ever listened to he's I've had to torture him with it <laughs> and uh, yeah he would definitely know lollipop but I. You know, I know you from way back. I remember when I bugged you um, in 2004, I got in line to buy a sticker and a CD, and you didn't have any of the CDs. You didn't have uh, The Magic Is You on hand, and even back in 2004, I was one of the dumb motherfuckers that said, uh, hey, is uh, 
do you have the CD with the lollipop song? <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't have that one. Uh, but I, I have, uh, uh, oh, God damn it. What was the first one? I Hope You Win. Yes. You had I Hope oh, You yeah. Win. I bought it right away and a sticker. Um, the friend I was with at the time, we just sit and we, we, we went for They Might Be Giants. And it was the first time I had ever seen They Might Be Giants. My heroes. My favorite band. And I remember being completely taken by you instead. And I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. I, uh, I remember being in the crowd. I was one row back from the stage and to stage left. And before the show started, I remember people, I, I would ask, like, who's the opener? I didn't know who the opener was. And I heard a guy say, well, Cornmo's playing. And I said, well, who's that? And mm-hmm. I didn't get a response, but all I could think of in my head, the only thing, this is how stupid I am, I thought, Cornmo, Cornrow, there <laughs> mu- it must be some co- side, uh, uh, like a hip-hop band or something. Okay, then. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, uh, this is going to be lame for 30 minutes before my goddamn band comes on. And I couldn't have been more wrong or more pleasantly surprised by what happened 10 minutes after I heard the name Cornmo. A man comes to the stage in a uh, in a white it was a it, it was a rhinestone studded white kind of like Elvis jumpsuit jumpsuit right mm-hmm. back in those days and long hair and just just a dude not a band but just a dude came up and he had uh, a drumstick taped to his foot and and I couldn't see it from where I was, but there was a little kind of broken. What was it? A China symbol or a splash symbol? Yeah, it was a China, yeah, it was a China boy. Little China, okay. And, and and he came out and owned the stage the second he came out. The second he came out, and I thought, okay, okay, this is goofy looking. What's gonna happen? <laughs> What's gonna happen now? Big, huge white accordion. Uh, the white accordion. What was it? A um. A honer? What was it? It's a uh, Francini. Oh, it was a Francini. Okay, so it comes out with this big, just amazing, huge accordion, and and as soon as he opened the bellows, and and let his first note ring with his voice, I was in awe. It was <laughs> it was a life changing experience, actually, Cornmo. I don't want to make it sound too heavy, but at that point. Live music made sense to me, and I realized I was in for a treat. And I got to tell you, dude, um, I actually, my fondest memory of my first time seeing They Might Be Giants was Cornmo opening. That was the thing. I've seen They Might Be Giants plenty of times since then, but that first show with They Might Be Giants, Cornmo won me over, and that was the show for me. I didn't buy a They Might Be Giants t-shirt that night. I didn't, uh, no. I wanted to I wanted to go shake hands. With, and I remember what you said to me. I remember I came up to the table after the show, and you and I, I said that little rigmarole of, hey, is, where's the lollipop song? You're like, I don't got that one. And I said, oh, okay, well, give me whatever you got. And, and you said to me, um, I was wearing eyeliner. I was all you know, dressed for a concert and, uh, I was all rocked out 
and I had the eyeliner on, and I remember him saying to me, um, uh, dig the eyeliner, uh, that's what rock and roll is all about. It was something to that effect. And and the fact that you even like said that to me, not just you didn't just sell me something. Uh, you made a comment, and that stuck with me, and it made me want to keep knowing you, well, to this very day. <laughs> uh, so I thank you for being such an inspiration and being so awesome. <laughs> um, Thanks. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, the man's an inspiration. He's an inspiration. He's amazing at what he does. and uh, Anyone that can write music about the Evil Dead, like, I, I'm there for that. <laughs> well, that brings us to uh, like getting the interview started. Now that I've, like, <laughs> I've gushed so much, I'm, I'm so sorry. But, you know, o- over the past, oh, geez, I guess, yeah, 12 years, you know, I've talked to you at shows. I've talked to you on um, uh, through text and through a few emails. But we've never really had an opportunity to talk a whole lot, save for a very short experience where he let me direct a video for his band, and we well, spent there be a link to that? yeah, uh, absolutely. But we we spent a little time. This was back in I think 2012, 2013. Um, I got to spend a few hours with Cornmo, and that was amazing. But over, by and large, over the past 12 years. Never really, you know, I never called him up or anything. I never really had, you know, huge conversations with you. And I think one of the reasons for that is because as much as I love you, dude, as much as I respect you and you're such an inspiration for uh, the way I approach music and just for being a part of my brain's playlist, I don't want to, like, ruin the mystery or step on your toes. I, like want to i don't want to bug you so i don't i i I never really um stepped forward and tried to build like a a more substantial relationship not because uh i don't like like you or anything but because i like want you to be this shining thing that i can't approach (laughs) if does that make sense at all uh like okay um i know I know that one of your heroes was Tiny Tim. Yes. If you had an opportunity to really get to know him, would you pursue that or would you just kind of stay a little bit distant so so he can remain Tiny Tim and you don't get too involved in his life and maybe ruin your perception of him? I don't know. I bet I would I, I bet I wouldn't want to get to know him. <laughs> I think I'd rather just enjoy him as nobody as wants to see behind person. the curtain. Yeah, yeah, no, kind of, kind of enjoy your heroes from a distance. One mainly because I don't want to bug. I don't want to bug you. <laughs> I you know what it's. <laughs> I I know what it's like to be in a position where you put out content, and and you and your immediate circle of friends make the content happen, and. And life gets hectic just with you and your friends. And you love that your fans appreciate what you do. Fans only know you as the thing you put out. And they don't know you as a person like your immediate circle of friends that help you put out content. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I've never, I've never been in that position to where I would, I would draw a line. Like a lot of my friends that live up here were fans from some other town, and then looked me up, and then we just started hanging out. You're a lucky man. <laughs> we it's, it's, it is cool because I, you know, there's there's some cool friends that I have now that wouldn't have reached out if they hadn't, you know. Yeah. If if, if they hadn't seen me play, they wouldn't know to. They wouldn't just reach out and go, "Hey, you want to hang out?" Mm. And I'd say yes, and then they do. <laughs> Uh, everybody, Cornmo is magic. He's just made out of magic, and he's made out of awesome. <laughs> and probably some powdered sugar, but we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> okay, so... I got a, I got a question uh, Please, quick, by um, all means. Um, Quit my gabbing. Please go. I, my story in reference to you is a whole different thing. I'll talk, with, I'll talk with you about that later. The madness of this kid coming and saying, you gotta go see this guy. You gotta go see this guy. But, um... I know you as a solo guy, a solo musician. When I, I actually, it was a, it was a gig. It was it at Three Links? Was, yeah, it wasn't Three Links. I want to yeah. say maybe about a year ago. Mm, about two years. About, uh, about two years ago. About two three years links ago in Dallas. You, you yeah, did a, Deep you, did a, you did a, a gig in a, at a club called Three Leaks in um, Dallas, and I saw you as a, it a was solo. The, it performer. was the one where he opened for all the uh, nerd rap. Yeah. Groups. Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, with which, the MC Front a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, I brought Orion my, to that show yeah, to see you. Which, in my opinion, you should have opened, and they should you sh- you should have been headlining, and they should have opened for you. <laughs> you know. But, Absolutely. Um, Hey, um, for all you listening at home, very rarely do you get a chance to talk to your idols. So if we want to gush a little bit, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is our first yeah. show with Cormo. We're going to gush we're, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're going, we're going to. <laughs> the um, most famous person I've ever met. Um, so my question is, um, I, when I saw you perform, I saw you perform as a solo artist. I also know that you have your own band. Are there any other projects besides 357? Yeah, I'm also in a band called uh, Tragedy, which is a Bee Gees metal tribute. Nice. <laughs> Don't you love it? Don't you? I told you this man's made out of Genius. metal. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, when metal did, uh, Bee Gees okay, I got. I have band. questions about that. When, uh, when did that start? I think it started about nine or ten years ago. Oh wow! And, uh, um, I was friends with those guys, but I wasn't in the band until about three or four years ago, and. Uh, what did um, they lose? Did they lose a singer? Let me hazard a guess. Barry. They lost Barry. <laughs> we did lose Barry, but uh, I replaced Robin. Oh! <laughs> the guy that I replaced was a guy who he he was. A, they were all friends of mine, and they he just decided to he moved to London and started uh, booking a venue in London, and uh, and just felt like he just didn't want to do it anymore so they asked me to fill in so were, were you uh their first choice oh i don't know i didn't ask <laughs> <laughs> he was in what did it matter of course but i of i recorded on their, their first, first album is i did the uh i did an andy gibb cover on their first album so i i was sort of already like a auxiliary member but then oh joined, okay that makes sense and that was like your the point fourth, of reference the for them they're like yeah, dude of course <laughs> yeah of course Cornmo. <laughs> Uh, who else will we ask? Uh, who else would do that? <laughs> and, and how's how's the band going? It's great. We played last night. It that's the uh, we tour we tour the UK once to, twice to year. Uh, we played a metal in Germany in August, and it's uh, it's fun. There's there's 
uh, three guys that sing lead. So we switch up singing lead and uh, then we do like metal harmonies and oh oh okay yeah I always imagine uh, I haven't yeah. I haven't had a chance to like attend a show uh, so I just assumed just from you know the outside looking in from what I see on Twitter and social media that you were like the guy you were the head of that band but you guys switch up the leads yeah yeah oh, yeah we switch up uh it, it it's nice. It's nice. Take you know you can take breaks. <laughs> on your voice. I'll take over. Have a nap. Absolutely. It's a so pretty, it's, it's metal versions. Pretty fun, easy band. It's I mean, metal versions of the Bee Gees. So please, yeah. In the name of all that's holy, please tell me you do the nights on Broadway. We do nights on Broadway. <laughs> we haven't done it in a while. Oh. Oh But man. you can. But you can. But it's recorded. Good. You'll have to send me we that sort track. Of, uh, you have to send me that track, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely will. Um, we, uh, we started doing other songs besides Bee Gees lately just for fun. And uh, so it's about uh, – it's almost half Bee Gees, a little less than half Bee Gees now. Well, really? Uh, half yeah, Abba, that, no, Ace that's interesting because if you're known – like the whole, the whole thing is like a Bee Gees thing, so – what what else flies with that kind of uh, theme? Well, we do like uh, um, we were doing like Islands in the Stream, which was written by Barry Gibb, but uh-huh. performed by. And then we do Grease, the theme song uh, yeah. to the movie Grease. Nice, which was written by Barry Gibb. And then uh, and then from there, we I said, why don't we do uh, You're the One That I Want? So we do the, <laughs> which is not a Bee Gees related song at all, and. And then last night we did Maneater, um, which is, we just started, I don't know, we just a little went on notes. a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, and it, but it fits. It, it goes well with it. Yeah. Yeah, it fits. Nice. Um, what, what is, again, I, I haven't had a chance to see that particular band live. What goes over really well with the crowd? Well, the, you're the one that I want goes over really well. Everybody knows that, and they sing well, along. Everyone loves Chris. Staying, al- <laughs> nice. staying alive goes over really well. Uh, yeah, uh, I imagine. I imagine. In Germany, we started doing Country Roads because that's a big. Fucking they love that nice, song <laughs> nice. Oh man, I now I I have to I have to see that. I'm a huge John Denver fan. Yeah, I love John Denver. Love the John Denver. Ah, dude, that's awesome. Um, I mean. We made it very apparent that you're a solo musician, but you also have your own band, and that's 357 yeah. Lover. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that band, what you guys are up to now, and how that kind of started. Well, it started. I was, you know, I was doing Cornmo. Uh, uh, it was Cornmo and Ma. It was me and uh, my roommate. We started out as a duo, yeah, and then he quit, and I was solo. And then uh, I wanted to have a band, but I uh, I didn't want to call it Cornmo, the band. <laughs> the band, yeah. I just thought, thought that was I thought that was kind of too I don't know narcissistic's not the right word, but somewhere close. Uh, yeah, um, uh, e- I wanted to have a band. Egocentric, maybe. But it was pretty much. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. I didn't want to name it after myself. Totally. And get then it. I don't know. So I just came up with a. I made a list of names. And then that was the least terrible one. 
does that does that period fuck up your uh because it's it's 357 lover but it's dot 357 lover does that period give you any pa- uh, hassles at all yeah <laughs> yeah it does god yeah. damn it i have to leave it off a lot because of the internet i gotta leave it off i understand it messes god damn things up yeah, cause... I want to meet up. I want to meet Thirty Eight Special someday and ask them if they have problems. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so in keeping with moving things along, just for this particular show. Um, okay, so we have your bands that you're involved in, but it's not just the bands. You also are on stage in plays and musicals. Like and you got like a lot that you do, so what are some of those things? What are you up to these days on stage that you're that you'd like to talk about? My my girlfriend came up with this idea yeah about doing a ballet based on Bruce Campbell movies, and uh, so she decided to do Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and Bubba Hotep in that order, and uh, so All there were three acts. All, huh? Yeah, all in one play, three acts. So um, there was a narrator and our band and uh, dancers. Uh, but but that's that 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 is past. That's you're not you're no longer doing that right now. No, no, that was uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. So that like just ended. Yeah. Okay. 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 And there's no other like stage productions besides that. I mean, I I know that you had your um, there was a rock opera uh, severed. What was that about? We were, uh, my girlfriend Angie, she uh, she wanted to do a project with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about doing, uh, um, I, I pitched her an idea of, of doing the Purchase of the North Pole as a ballet. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, all those songs are mostly, like, uh, stories within themselves. Right, they're kind and, of disparate from one another. They're, yeah, exactly what you said. They're kind of self-contained songs. And may not lend themselves yeah. to an overall kind of production, right? But I haven't. I had a song that wasn't on the album about Frankenstein, mm. and uh, so her writing partner, uh, business partners, suggested we do a show about uh, Frankenstein and the different body parts and where they came from <laughs> and the love life body part, um, which amazing. is kind of funny. Each song was a vignette of a. Uh, different person that was like the arm or the torso or the head oh wow i was gonna ask if just for the sake of our listeners if you could play maybe a short song if you had your accordion available sure guys everybody's in for a treat here let's give cornmo some time to set up and uh and yeah you guys are gonna hear something great Oh, I want to see 
quietly inside my robe. Close my eyes and see the visions I give. Absolutely. God damn it. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. What a treat. <clears throat> Concerts. <laughs> Approximate podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm completely, whew, that I'm flushed. Thank you so much. Uh, sure. Thanks. Thanks for asking me to do something. That's cool. For doing it, um, okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're going. We actually have a subject to talk about. Imagine that. that <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> um, this isn't just an interview. We have actually something to talk about, and we're gonna talk about um, our favorite singers. So oh. I, I thought that would be kind of in your uh, wheelhouse. You can punch me for saying that term. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought that'd be up your alley, something nice and light to talk about. And I kind of want to go around the room and talk about, because, uh, let's see, uh, three-fourths of the people in this conversation are musicians. And uh, <clears throat> I thought it might be interesting to talk about who our favorite singers are. So I'm going to start with Orion, just because he's nice middle ground. Uh, <laughs> Orion, you're a drummer, and you've been playing music for... 20 odd years now yes ma'am and you you know you're a rhythm guy and but you're also what i respect about you most is not your drumming per se although you are a masterful drummer but it's your um your taste in music and His so you must catalog of absolutely of the man's an encyclopedia of Every kind of music you can imagine, you can you can name any cover song, and the man can play it just on just on hearing your recommendation. Don't do it. But <laughs> but but saying that, especially it, Morrissey. <laughs> that's an ongoing yes, inside I, joke no, in our podcast. No, yes. Um, but you must have. Just as a listener, as an appreciator of music, you must have somebody or several people that you enjoy. Who's your favorite singer? My favorite singer, as weird as this may sound, is um, Peter Gabriel. Um, really? Not not only for his, his vocal style, but um, I'll try to say this as quickly as I can. He's, he's one of two people that have left what I would consider great arena slash rock and roll bands and despite what everyone has said about him being able to do anything good you know he actually did you know he left genesis in 75 yeah and there was some there was kind of some some rocky stuff. some rocky stuff going on but the catalyst was the birth of his daughter he's like i need to be out to watch my daughter grow and once that's done and that's taken care of, I'll go back. So he goes back into the studio while people are saying he just left one of the biggest 
most popular prog bands that have ever existed. There's no way he's going to come out with anything. His first album, Salisbury Hill. Yeah. One of the biggest tracks that he's ever done. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that was just that was just freshman stuff. You can't do it again. Next one, um, Games Without Frontiers. Yeah. That was a video, and that got him on the map. It's like, wow, really? You've gotten any better. A couple of album later, a couple of albums later, he comes out with, as far as I'm concerned, the definitive rock and pop album in about 85. It was called So. It's, just, it's, it's put, him, it put him on the map as a major player. That was the one with the uh, Big Time and all that. That Big Time. Sledgehammer. Uh, Sledgehammer. Right. Um, that Voice Again. Uh, it's one of the few albums where pretty but, much every uh, tune was a hit. But what is, is it something about his voice? Yeah. Is just, it, just, just, what is delivery? it? Delivery? Um, <clears throat> The streets were lined with camera crews. Everywhere he goes is news. But today is different. Today is not the same. Today, I'll make the extra. Take snapshot into the light. Snapshot into the light. I'm shooting into the light. Four miles down, the cavalcade moves on, driving into the sun. If I work it out right, he won't see me or the gun. Two miles to go, they're clearing the road, and the cheering has really begun. I've got my radio, I can hear what's going on. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. All you people in TV land, I will wake up your empty shells. Just so much emotion comes from just, just he's, it's, it's, it's almost kind of ethereal. It's kind of from you know, the gut. I got to say, A, awesome. <laughs> That's fucking great, one. But two... Knowing you for almost 20 years, every time that you sing a song, you bring a demo to the group, you just are just hanging around and singing a song. I've always likened you to Peter Gabriel. I've always heard that in your voice, and that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And he's your, so that's, that's your number one guy. Musically and, and vocally, actually. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of his musical people that he plays with are my influences in music, so, yeah. Nice. That's my choice. Uh, Diva, I'm sure you have a favorite singer. I'm sure it's going to be kind of weird. Well, yeah. Because like, Diva's the, how uh, I do. Diva is the uh, one-fourth of this conversation <laughs> that, that is, is not, not a musician. a musician. So this is actually much more interesting to hear as far as I'm concerned because it's an opinion from well, a, a listener. listener. Well, I'm going to pick, I don't know, like Martha Wash and 90s like... You get those gospel singers that did dance music in the '90s. Those kind of vocalists. The uh, give me a track like uh, Black Box or Good Vibrations. Did she sing? Uh, Good yeah, she sang the chorus on Good Vibrations. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That lady. That lady. She has an extensive catalog of I dance bet she music. Does. It's going to be a sad day for the gays when she dies. <laughs> and, uh, what's her name again? Martha Wash. Martha Wash. She was the second half of the Weather Girls. The ones oh, that sang no. It's Raining Men. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Oh. Yes. There you it's go. <laughs> She's awesome. She's like, you know. That's a good pick. She has a voice like 
she could stop traffic with that voice. Like, I mean, it's amazing. Oh, that's excellent. Or cause accidents where it's like, who the hell was it? Oh, the, God. Oh, the oh. power behind that voice is just startling. <laughs> when she when she hits those high notes and sings full force, it's like shit. You're not absolutely. wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. But I love that. <laughs> absolutely, that's fucking great. Uh, we're kind of going around the room, so you're actually next in line, Cormo. Uh, who? Uh, and I know this is probably going to be a kind of heavy topic for you, as one of the like premier singers I've ever heard on the local stage. I mean, one of the things that you're going to love about Cormo most. If you're just coming into what Cornmo is, immediately, right away, you're going to recognize and appreciate his chops. The man's no joke. The man's the He's the real deal. He really is. He he is a singer singer. Um so saying that, I'm sure you have opinions about who your favorite singer would be. Cornmo, who's your favorite singer? Well, before I get into that, I yeah. just want to add to the Weather Girls. Oh, please. Uh, yes. Tragedy. <laughs> tragedy. Uh, we've done two Weather Girl covers. <gasps> Wonderful. Look at that. Look at how it all ties together. <laughs> Black magic. What do you we do? Did, uh, we did, well, we did It's Raining Men, and uh, <laughs> we coupled it with Rain and Blood, Slayer's Rain and Blood. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we did their Christmas song. Um I want a man for Christmas. Oh, yes. I remember that one. Nice. Yeah. Well, my favorite of all time is uh, Freddie Mercury. He's uh, nice. He's he's. Uh, there was a time when I was trying hard not to emulate him too much because I was. I you didn't want that comparison. To... You didn't want to. Well, well, you know, when I do get that comparison, it's an honor. It's but not I was about that. Of course. To, of course. You know. But you didn't but, want to uh, pigeonhole yourself. Right. Yeah, I didn't want people to go, oh, you're ripping off Freddie Mercury. Right, right. Um, but I, one of my favorite uh, albums is uh, the one he did with uh, the opera singer, uh, the Barcelona. Oh, album. the Barcelona, yes. Oh, what a Pavarotti? great track. No, 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 no. It was a girl. Um, was, I can't uh, remember her name. Uh, Montserrat, I can't remember her name either. I can't remember her name. Let's Google the, that bullshit. Well, well, here's what people need to know for reference. Uh, Google uh, YouTube Barcelona Queen, Freddie Mercury. You'll find it right away, and it's an amazing track. And you could tell by looking at that performance, the Barcelona, mm -hmm. um, how in awe of his co-singer he was in. Like you could, you could tell how much he felt honored by being with such, uh, um, uh, such an amazing vocalist. Like you can't even say vocalist. Montserrat Cabell. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Yeah, and it and it's it's not only do you get the joy from the song in and of itself, but if you watch the performance, the video performance, uh you get the double joy of seeing how much he appreciates being in that position where he gets to sing alongside such an amazing operatic singer. So, yeah, th there's nothing that beats Barcelona. That's, a, that's an amazing track. Uh, Good choice. Great, absolutely great choice. Uh, my choices are um, askew. <laughs> 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 they are very much askew. Um, I know what I'm supposed to like as a musician. 
Okay. There's, you know, you're supposed to like, you're supposed to appreciate the Steve Perry's and the Freddie Mercury's, of course, of the world. And of, and of course you do. Of course. Of course you do. Um, but as a listener of music, as just a, sh- just a dumb schmo that wants to not pay attention to the mechanics of how music works, when I just want to forget all Sonically, that or try as a listener. to forget all that, because once you're in, you can't ignore the math. You can't ignore the rhythm. You know, you can't ignore all the ins and outs of what makes music music. I kind of long for the days when I was 14, just before I started playing music. I didn't know. Where I didn't know anything. I kind of... I Nobody kind of, wants to see behind the curtain. Yeah, well, mm. it's how the sausage is made is kind of detrimental, but... However... However, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> there's bad points and there's good points. But when I put myself back to when I was 14 and I was just a lover of music like rather five than years a, ago. a maker of music. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, you beat me to that. I, I, when I'm not paying attention to, um, you know, the prettiest craft. voice singing. Yeah, when I'm not paying attention to craft. I like the Tom Waits's and the Les Claypools, and I like the uh, uh, Getty Lees of the world. Okay. I I especially like like Ben Folds and like John Linnell from They Might Be Giants. I like people that have a voice where it's not about their Technical. acumen. It's yeah, it's not about the technique. It's not about their their acumen in uh, how to sing. It's that. They need to sing despite their voice. Ah, okay. And I, th- I think that's so compelling. Not only as just a dumb fuck listener of music, does it let you relate more to the singer? Because that person could be you. And they could be you. They absolutely could be you. They, they are probably, and it's always like the, the nasally kind of guy, the slightly high pitch, but they don't have much range, and they're kind of nasally, kind of like how I sing Orion. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> and, and I find that human. There's, there's a human quality there that I really appreciate, which is not to say I don't care about the Freddie... I love Freddie Mercury. I would, you know, His I would. His content really is more. I, I think what when makes, it co- for me, uh-huh. I I will argue to the till the day is done that Freddie Mercury is by far the greatest performer of all time. Oh, absolutely! But that's a whole. That's, that's a whole, that's a whole different, different subject. Yeah, that's that. a whole different. That's subject. a whole oh, different we go, subject. We go around about that. I don't know about all that. We're talking about singers here, and of course, I love the you know the. Uh, the epitomous singers, the the ones you're supposed to like. Of course, of course. I don't not recognize that. But there's there's something about the more human kind of blue collar or I don't even know if that's the right like way to Bruce say it. Like Bruce Springsteen. Sure, you, you got your Bruce Springsteen. Like Dylan I said, the, and, and, and the people that have like real affect to their voice. Okay. Uh, so you get your Tom Waits. Lou Reed. You're, yeah, Lou Reed. Uh, Lou Reed goes a little bit below the bar. <laughs> well, you know, heroin. What are you gonna do? But, uh, but you, yeah, no, you're on the right track. That's that's okay. what I mean. Those are my favorite singers. Elvis Costello and 
Of course. Oh, yeah. There of you go. course, there Elvis you Costello. Go. That's okay. exactly right in that camp. Okay. Exactly right in that camp. And the kind of stuff that Ryan and I do in our band and the kind of stuff that over 20 years of being in a band together, uh, I, that's, I get two things. I get two uh, comparisons that I've heard all my life. Say, oh, you sound like David Bowie. Or, oh, you sound like David, uh, Elvis Costello. And it, it made me feel kind of shitty for a while because, <laughs> well, for like, for my, in my formative years, you know, I came from being uh, uh, 15 years old and being white, middle class, your four thrash metal gods. It was all Slayer, Metallica. Oh my God, with the Slayer. Yeah, mm. uh, Testament and Megadeth. <laughs> and that's, that's what, that's where I cut my teeth. You know, and so as I progress as a musician, as I get away from metal, I keep hearing Elvis Costello, David Bowie. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I know those names. I guess they're good. Thank you, I guess. Yeah, thanks, I guess. And it wasn't until I was in my like mid to later 20s before I actually started investigating those people. So I'm very niche oriented and it's a fault of mine. That I pay attention to such a small kind of cachet of talent. But you like who you like. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, uh, expand. That's what you do. You expand. But why should you and if you like what you like? Because there's a world. There's a universe Meh. of music out there. Meh. Of course you expand. So anything I don't know is a fault of my own. You know, I don't... Uh, so anyway, <laughs> they say... <laughs> They say, hey, you're like Elvis Costello, you're like David Bowie. I say, I don't know what you mean. And then I start to investigate it, and I broaden my horizons, and I find out about these people. And I'm like, oh, no, okay, oh, oh, goddamn, no. Thanks for the comparison, but I'm nowhere near but as that's good not as what these I'm doing people. At all. <laughs> but those are the kind okay. of folks, people that have a... Idiosyncratic uh, voice. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, they have a voice that is uh, uniquely theirs, and and the kind of voice that even if even if they took all the music lessons in the world, and even if they went to all the voice training in the world, wouldn't be the best thing. It ever. wouldn't. It wouldn't even. It it, it might it, it it might give them an extra two semitones of range. It might teach them to breathe a little bit better, but you wouldn't. It it wouldn't give them anything that. They're already giving you all the best stuff they have just because of how their um, like their emotion of their their, and their their personality comes out through their singing. Their personality means so much more than the notes they can hit, you know. And and they don't by and large they don't do too bad on hitting the notes, you know. The, I mean, they're usually, not bad singers. Usually, these kind of folks know their range, and they're not trying to you know put one over on you, but. Yeah, those are the kind of singers I like. Um, and I still adore. Now, I got to tell you, saying all of that, oh, I no. got <laughs> to tell you, a man with range, a man with range is Cornmo, and he is one of my top favorite singers. Now, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. You really are, sir. You are one of my favorite singers of all oh, time. Thank you. Absolutely. I like uh, Willie Nelson. That sort of uh, group of singers that, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. that's that, yeah, that's again right in that, 
like you can't replicate. There's no there's no amount no one else of lessons. Has Willie Nelson's voice. There's no amount of lessons yeah. you can take that can make you be a Willie Nelson. You know, it's perfectly from Willie Nelson and yes. nothing can replicate it. And yeah, absolutely. Um that very good point. Uh so okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> so we've talked about singers. Yay. We've gushed over Cornmo and um if there's anything you want to promote, anything that you want people to be a part of, uh, that you have to say, anything that you have for sale, please. Here's here's where you do it. I just I just started uh, doing Patreon. I think I pronounced it right. Patreon, Patreon. Yeah. It's that uh, subscription service, and it's uh, it's just uh, I just sort of did it to make myself more prolific, because I, if I have a deadline, then I'm. I'm aces on putting out stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So I started doing that. Uh, I know how the Patreon kind of works. Um, uh, when people subscribe or donate to the Patreon, what are they getting, and what is their money going to for your Patreon account? It's uh, they get right now. It's very minimal. Like I, I set my, I set the bar pretty, pretty low. Like you get something once a month. Sure. And you spend like a dollar. And you spend like a dollar. Then I, what, you get then like I a, promised I'll do. A, you get a, you get at least one song a month, and then nice. I, my goal is to just do as much as I can within that month, so that. Uh, and what you're. But you, but, yeah. but my end, I I make sure that I at least do one song a month. Um, so it's pretty much you just saying I'm gonna buy a song off you, and, you know, I'd usually sell it on Bandcamp for ninety nine cents anyway. So. Right. Right. Uh. So you're just buying it out with trusting me that it's going to be okay. <laughs> nice. Um, and I mean, look, you, you're talking to people that are also in a band. I know that it takes a lot of money to make things happen. Sometimes it takes a little bit of money. It depends on how much you have accumulated, how many resources you have. Your connections. But by and large, if you want to progress, it's going to take money. So the reason that you're raising this money is to help propel your solo act or 357 Lover or all of the above or the Bee Gees thing. Yeah, I mean, the money's not the, money's not the, the big thing because, you know, it's great. But Watch you make a million more dollars. To, right. Absolutely. Instead of uh, planning, because all I do is plan, and yeah. then uh, it takes a while. But if I have to, if I if I've committed to somebody that that joins the page, then I have to have something. I Puts a little fire under your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I totally get that. Yeah, I think any creative person needs that. I think it's one thing to say, hey, I got a plan. I got all these ideas. I got all these ideas, and I'm going to follow through with it. And it's so easy to not do to, that at to all. Not, to <laughs> not do your plans. You could write all – you could fill in a notebook from cover to cover and have all the plans in the world, but then life interrupts you. And then you don't do that. And then you don't do the things that you know yeah. you ought to do that you're – that like the the things that matter most like your innermost person and then it becomes like your your job matters and your relationship and this and that and those things are well and good but uh, but having that fire under your ass to to go out and get the things done something absolutely. outside of yourself forcing you to so everybody 
uh, I'm going to have a link in the description on SoundCloud and YouTube for Cormo's Patreon account. And join up for that and help put fire under Cormo's ass so he can get the things done that actually matter. <laughs> and then we got something coming out, right? With, okay, with yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up. This, yeah, this is this is a great ender. Okay, so well, one of the things that I've been absolutely blessed to do, uh, I had this crazy notion in my head that I, I, I don't know. I'm at middle age. I'm 37, and I hit this point where I got a great band. I'm starting this podcast. I got a, a good career in the adult entertainment industry. Things are going okay. I'm, I'm making it. And I'm generally, the dream. generally happy, but I'm at middle age, and I I middle look age thirty seven. I'm halfway done. No That's ma'am. Officially middle age. No ma'am. <laughs> so no. I look back on my life, and I say, you know what? Here's what I want to do. I've had a lot of an amazing experiences in my life, and I want to go, and all of those connections that kind of fell by the wayside, I want to revisit those. And I want to create music by with all the people that have ever influenced me, and um, and not uh, Cornmo, not that you and I have fallen by the wayside by any means, but you are definitely a person that has influenced me. And so I said, I'm going to put a project together where I pick a cover tune, I go back to that person back in my past. And if they're still doing music, I say, hey, for old time's sake, let's put this, let's put a cover tune together. Let's do this. Do a little video, put out a little song. I'll make sure it sounds nice and good. You know, something that you'd be proud to share with your folks and your friends. And we can have that. We can create these kind of, we can create a new like tent pole in our lives. Ah. And so I, I, I had that idea and I passed that idea along to Cornmo and he was gracious enough to uh to fall in line and say yeah I, I'll, yeah I'll do that and so we uh we do uh in this particular experience I have more coming down the pike but in this particular one um Cornmo and I and uh my drummer Ryan uh we do an ELO cover uh that's another <laughs> that's another that, singer that's great <laughs> Jeff Lynn <laughs> Um, he's in that kind of wheelhouse that I described earlier. Um, we did, uh, Turn to Stone by ELO. And at the end of this podcast, uh, we are actually going to do the debut of the song and the video that we put together for this particular project. And so definitely, you know, when I get done talking, don't cut the video off. Keep watching because immediately after, yeah, immediately after I say goodbye, folks, it's the, the video is going to play. So keep watching that. We're going to create links to the video. I got the uh, free MP3 version of it. Um, and what you're going to hear is a kind of a hard rock version of Turn to Stone by ELO featuring lead vocals by God damn it, Cornmo. <laughs> and I thank you so much for helping out, helping out with that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And I, I think you guys are really going to like it. Um, so check it out, see what you think, and uh, yeah. So I think that's it. Orion, did you have anything to say? About fourteen episodes ago, 
I introduced myself as Ryan Quest, and I played drums and percussion in a band called This Island Earth. Everybody's been asking, who are these Who are these people? Who's these guys and gals? And what are they going to do? What do they sound like? Is it big? Does it bite you? Should we be running from this? <laughs> One of my favorite questions. Here it is. I've been waiting a long I've been waiting a long time to say this. Oh, man. This is the thing that I do. This is the thing that I put my heart and soul in. While I have all of my bands, this is my thing. I want to introduce you to my band, This Island Earth featuring Cornmo. This is called Turn to Stone. Before we go, I just got to take us out. The Approximate Podcast is a Dead Girl production. You can reach us all on Twitter at DivaPowers00, OQuest13, and Jamie underscore French. The burner line, if you want to reach us, the infamous burner line is 817-673-3704. Once again, 817-673-3704. Text or message, like us, tell us what you like, tell us what you hate. Most importantly, tell us what you think. You can reach me at questdrums.com. You can reach uh, Jamie at tsjamiefrench.com. The, epox- the Approximate Podcast goes through all the media sites, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, and, yes, we've got the mothership, theapproximatepodcast.com. Finally, you can catch us on YouTube. And subscribers, as always, like, comment, and subscribe. All right. Cormo, thank you very much. We're out. We're going to play the video. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks a lot, Cormo. Thank you so much. All right, that's it. Cormo, thank you very much. Thank yeah, of you course. so much. Um, if you want to do this again, uh, you know, check out this podcast, see what you think. And if you okay. don't find us too embarrassing, please, we'd love to have you back. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. Okay. Thanks so much. We're going to let you go. Cormo. You have a good one, man. You're right. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Too. Bye.
you ain't coming home when you ain't coming home If I'm turning to stone, keep it going so long that I can't carry on you So I'm turning, I'm turning, I'm turning to stone Yeah, yeah, and I don't know, but do it again, just do it again.